Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrell and Tony Reed Jr. Happy Juneteenth. This is uh, Sunday, June 19th, 2022, and today is Juneteenth. I wanted to give you some of the history of Juneteenth before we got started with our guest today. Uh, Juneteenth, and this is from Wikipedia because it's easier to get the, all the information right there. Uh, Juneteenth, officially June Juneteenth National Independence Day and also known as Jubilee Day, Emancipation Day, Freedom Day, and Black Independence Day is a federal holiday in the United States commemorating emancipation of enslaved black Americans. It is also observed for celebrating African-American culture. Originating in Galveston, Texas, it has been celebrated annually on June 19th in various parts of the United States since 1865. The day was recognized as a federal holiday Thursday, June 17, 2021, when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. Juneteenth's commemoration is on the anniversary date of the Monday, June 19, 1865 announcement of General Order Number 3 by Union Army General Gordon Granger, proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas, which was the last state of the Confederacy with institutional slavery. President Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which was issued Thursday, January 1st, 1863, had freed the enslaved people in Texas and all the other southern sectionist states of the Confederacy, except for parts of states not in rebellion. Uh, enforcement of the proclamation generally relied upon the advancement of uh, Union troops. Uh, Texas, as the most remote state of the former Confederacy, had seen an expansion of slavery and had a low presence of Union troops as the American Civil War ended. Thus, enforcement there had been slow and inconsistent prior to Granger's announcement. Although the Emancipation Proclamation declared an end to slavery in the Confederate States, it did not end slavery in states that remained in the Union. For a short while after the fall of the Confederacy, slavery remained legal in two of the Union border states, Delaware and Kentucky. Those enslaved people were freed with the ratification of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which abolished chattel slavery nationwide Wednesday, December 6, 1865, the last enslaved people present in the continental, continental United States were freed when the enslaved people held by the Choctaw in the Indian territories who had, had sided with the Confederacy were released in 1866. Celebration dates uh, to 1866 at first involving church-centered community gatherings in Texas. That spread across the South and became more commercialized commercialized in the 1920s and 30s, often centering on a food festival. Participants in the Great Migration out of the South carried their celebrations to other parts of the country. During the Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s, those celebrations were eclipsed by the nonviolent determination to achieve civil rights, but grew in popularity again in the 1970s with a focus on African-American freedom and African-American arts. Beginning with Texas by proclamation in 1938, and by legislation in 1979, each United State um, and the District of Columbia had formally recognized the holiday in some way. With its adoption in certain parts of Mexico, the holiday became an international holiday. Juneteenth is celebrated um, by everyone all over the world. Uh, celebratory traditions often include public readings of the Emancipation Proclamation, singing traditional songs such as Sweet, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, and lift every voice and sing, and the reading of works by noted African-American writers such as Ralph Ellison and Maya Angelou. 
Some Juneteenth celebrations also include rodeos, uh, street fairs, cookouts, family reunions, um, park parties, historical reenactments, and Miss Juneteenth contests. When Juneteenth became a federal holiday on June 17, 2021, it was the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day was adopted in 1983. So that brings us to um, who we have here today. Today we have with us Wendy Trice Martin, who is the president of SACA, the Society of African American Cultural Awareness. We also have the newly crowned Miss Jackson Juneteenth, Megan Hicks. And Jennifer Brew, who is marketing and media and business manager with SACA. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Um, And they're here on our special Juneteenth uh, episode. Um, Before we start, uh, get into the interviews. I'd like Miss um, uh, Wendy Trice Martin to tell us about Miss Jackson Juneteenth and how did that start and when when it, when it began. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for having us so much, Tony, and just thank you to this fine radio station for being a sponsor of our Miss Jackson Juneteenth scholarship pageant. It all started last year. Uh, actually, it started in 2020. Uh, during the pandemic, we were celebrating Juneteenth, and Tisa came to me, Tisa Day, who's our Juneteenth uh, pageant coalition, and um, she was Miss Juneteenth in Beloit, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I won't say what year it was, but uh, <laughs> she, uh, her, you know, during the pandemic, we have things to do, and she was cleaning out her closet. Her mom found her mom found her Juneteenth trophy, and she said, "Tisa, why haven't you done anything about Juneteenth in Jackson?" So she brought it to me because you know our organization has been celebrating Juneteenth for thirty plus years in mm-hmm. the community. And uh, it was during a pandemic, and we uh, actually just announced it. I announced it on stage with Tisa hit our conversation, and that we were going to have our pageant the next year. And we didn't really know how we were going to do that, um, but I just spoke it, and we spoke life into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next year, last year, we had our very first pageant. Um, God has been good to us and blessed us because, of course, we're a nonprofit, and you know what that means. We don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but God has uh, blessed us with wonderful sponsors to be able to finance this this uh, sponsorship opportunity for some young ladies. And so that's how the pageant came to life. And this is our second queen. Um, and we're so proud of her and her accomplishments. And we uh, are looking forward to taking her to Galveston, Texas, the home of Jute- the birthplace of the first, our oldest African-American holiday. And that's where the national pageant will be held uh, mid-October, October 13th through the 16th. We'll be taking our queen there to compete. And we'll we'll be glad to uh, come back when we bring uh, back the title uh, to Jackson. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Megan, tell us uh, what being Miss Jackson Juneteenth means to you. Being Miss Jackson Juneteenth to me means that I will be able to represent Jackson on a greater platform than I would have if I wasn't Miss Jackson Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, my platform is mental health awareness and student athletes, and I'm very passionate about that. And that is something that I myself have struggled with and I, that I know other um, athletes and students in high school in Jackson are struggling with as we speak right now. So I feel like that it has given me an opportunity to be very vocal on my platform about um, everything that we as teens go through. Okay. 
tell me what it was like for you in the pageant. Why, why did you want to be part of this pageant? I wanted to be part of the pageant because I knew that I would get to meet other girls from um, the high schools all around Jackson, which is something that I was really excited to do because me going to Madison, I know most of my school. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very hard for my schedule to um, juggle going, being very social in the community and also focusing on my studies and my um, accolades and sports like that. So this would um, put two things that I love together, being social and doing pageants. And it was the best of both worlds. Right. T- t- tell us what it was like being in the pageant, like being one of the, the- participants it was actually pretty fun like i enjoy every second of it um i almost didn't do it because of my schedule and Mm -hmm. so i talked to miss wendy and she talked me into you know keep doing it and um i'm just so thankful to her because i wouldn't have met these amazing amazing other ladies um the um the experience was out of this world. I mean, from Miss Tisa and Miss Wendy helping us um, get everything together and laying it all out so um, we wouldn't miss anything and all our schedules could fit with. They just worked around our schedules, which was so great. And not a lot of people do that. Right. And then from Miss um, Jennifer just helping us get our ads together. And she was very gracious with that. Um, and the deadlines for that. So I just thank her. Um, and Miss Veronica, she helped us with our talent. And Miss Nadia, the opening number. I mean, it was all down to the detail, amazing, an experience to work with these wonderful ladies. That's awesome. Um, w- what message would you like other girls to know, well, maybe others who are, who are interested in, was this your first pageant? This actually was not my first okay. pageant. Okay. And my first pageant was my school pageant, Miss Madison, where I got first runner-up okay. to um, one of my good friends, Miss um, London Tubbs. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to her. <laughs> so gracious, so gracious. Um, what, what message do you have to other young ladies who have never been in a pageant? I would say if you're very interested in doing it, you know, do your research um, because when you are preparing for a pageant, you give a lot and Mm -hmm. it may not seem in that moment that you're getting a lot back. But in the end, when you see how hard your um, your work has paid off, it's very it's very giving. It's very filling. So I would say just do your research and see if that's something that you're really interested in doing it. Talk to your parents about you know, the um, max amount of limits that you're willing to spend because it gets very pricey. But um, as far as Miss Jackson Juneteenth, um, they were very, they helped us a lot in finding dresses and costumes, anything that we needed. They made sure that we found it. Um, And so I would just say, you know, just talk to your parents, do your research and um, know what you're getting into. Because for someone who hadn't done their research and just jump right into it, it can be very overwhelming. All right. Uh, Either Jennifer or Wendy, tell us um, about the requirements to be in the pageant uh, of uh, Miss Jackson Juneteenth. Okay, so our contestants need to be between the ages of 15 and 18. They need to have a a C average. 
They need to have no dependents, no children, and they cannot be in any sort of legal um, trouble. Um, those are the things that we require because we want our young ladies to represent who we truly are as a people as a whole. And it doesn't matter if you come from a single mom. It doesn't matter if you come from a single dad. It doesn't. It, all of that doesn't matter because we are looking for young women who seek the opportunity to better themselves, who want to do more, not only for themselves, but for the community. We'd love to have young ladies who have not had pageant experience um, and take them along this journey. All of the women who are involved and the gentlemen who are involved, we see our role as, you know, we're kind of in that transition, the old school, Mm -hmm. like born in the 60s, born in the late 50s, -hmm. mid 50s. And that was a different time frame from what is now. But the values that we were instilled with, we know that our younger generation hungers for. They may not verbalize it, but when you get to seeing what is happening in their lives, you see that, hey, I would like to do that. Or, hey, I would like to know how to act in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. And so we as a group feel that it is our responsibility to share what we know, because if it doesn't, it'll die with us. And we don't want that. That's all about what soccer does as a whole so that we can make sure going forward our babies know who they are, what they are, how they came to be, and the power that resides within our blackness. Right. Passing it on. Yes. Right. And is it just for residents of Jackson, or is it all West Tennessee? It's anybody of West Tennessee. We okay. just called it the Miss Jackson Juneteenth Scholarship Pageant because that's where we are. Okay. But we would love for young ladies of other surrounding counties to to come and participate um, in our pageant. We we. We are very open to to doing that. We, yeah. Well, what has been the response uh, to the pageant, to the Miss Jackson Juneteenth? Listen, okay. So our first year, we were up at the North Side um, Theater, mm-hmm. and it was you know sparse. And I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. So we probably did about maybe 75 people. This year, we were at capacity. Okay, that's great. Like it grew so substantially. But we had our baby girls like Megan and Leah and um, London who and Ashley who just they jumped in with both feet and they sold tickets and their parents sold tickets. Mm-hmm. And what we learned was when our queen last year went to the national pageant, our inaugural pageant was so much more elevated mm-hmm. than the national pageant. Mm-hmm. And so then this year. When everybody saw the talent of the young ladies, they did tap dancing, they did ballet, they sang. They re- it was so phenomenal. People sitting in the audience were moved to tear. It was so emotional to see mm-hmm. the beauty of these young women just mm-hmm. blossom. And for those of us who saw the journey from the beginning, like, oh, right. my God, they are not going to be ready. <laughs> what are we going to do? And our baby girls was like, don't even worry, Miss Jennifer, Miss Wendy, Miss mm-hmm. Tisa, we got you. And they, I'm emotional because they <laughs> really came through for us. And it was just so beautiful mm-hmm. to see. So our community, those we wish it, it could be filmed because people would be so surprised. We actually have Darren Likes, who's a photographer, and Mal Matthews, who's involved with the Miss uh, Tennessee pageant or volunteer pageant. And they have helped our young ladies, coaching them and then Darren, with the photography, he takes all of the Miss Tennessee pictures. Okay. And so he takes our queen picture, and mm-hmm. he is involved with our group because he wants it to shine because there are no young women of color who are represented 
on a great level right. in any of the pageants. Right. And he, he and Mal both feel like this is a way for us to get our young ladies at that level. Right. And our young ladies this year, yeah. they did it. We are so proud of them. That's good. So, so you all would like for this to be televised. This, is that what I heard just a second? Yes, Tony. We would love for our pageant to be televised. Um, the talent was really um, top-notch, and, and, and you'd be so proud to see the young ladies, their style, the grace, mm-hmm. uh, the black girl magic, um, the boldness, the brilliance mm-hmm. of them on stage and their journey. And so we are just like we spoke this pageant. So yes, we um, plan to be televised next year. <laughs> so if you speak it, that's right. That's right. <laughs> speak it into power. That's right. Is there anything that you all need to keep this pageant strong and going going on like it is now? What What do you all need from the community? Uh, well, we need more sponsorship. We need to uh, increase our scholarship. Uh, Capacities for our, our young ladies. Uh, you know, college is expensive. Um, our first runner-up is entering college now. We have our, our uh, young lady from last year um, that our first runner-up. She's entering college, so we would love for um, the scholarship amounts to be increased. Um, one thing, and then um, sponsorship. Uh, you know, going taking a Megan to Galveston is going to be expensive. Uh, airline tickets. Um, we need um, hotel rooms, um, the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation. There's a fee that has to be paid for her to even be registered, um, you know, and then there's expenses while they're, you know, we're there, of course. But, um, you know, as I say, we're a nonprofit and we just, you know, depend on the community to help us because we'll actually be putting Jackson on the map. We feel uh, we know that for a fact that uh, Megan is going to do well at the Nationals and we plan on bringing back the National Crown to Jackson. So how do people how how does the community community make donations? Okay. How do they get in contact with you all? In okay, well, uh, we are the Society for African American Cultural Awareness on Facebook. We have a cash app that they can make donations to. Um, they can mail us a check at P.O. Box 2849, SACA, S-A-A-C-A, P.O. Box 2849-38302. Or uh, you can use our cash app, which is... M I S S M I S S J A X J A X J U N E J U N E with the dollar sign of yes. course before the miss. Okay. And you just write donation M J J and we'll know what it and we'll know what it goes to and we're actually trying to put together a fundraiser so that we can raise uh $5,000 for the um for her to send this young lady to Galveston. That's our goal is um sometime this summer and then also at the street festival to do some stuff to raise money so that we can send her um at in in style. Which yes. means pay for her plane tickets and her hotel room and her food while she's representing Jackson. All right, so we will make sure to put those links up online. And let people know how to get get to those places so they can help with the fundraiser and also help with the pageant. Uh, tell us, uh, I know there's some more events with Saka. Tell us uh, what's coming up um, 
Anybody you all want to thank for what happened over the weekend? You all had the uh, the 33rd Juneteenth celebration Saturday. Yes, yes. When We'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Delta Fawcett, uh, Lane College, Jackson Fire Department, the City of Jackson, Jackson Equity Project, uh, this great station, JJ 97.7, Jackson Energy Authority, and, of course, SACA. But we are just so thankful for our sponsors and helping us put on our events. And we do have, um, can I say a little something about today, Juneteenth? Right. Um, the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation is saluting um, the fathers, um, the tribute to fathers, the first founding fathers, uh, the colored troops, because it was those colored troops that rolled into Galveston, Tony, to uh, informed our enslaved ancestors of their freedom. Mm-hmm. And by um, Father's Day, you know, a lot of times our fathers don't get the credit. Though They were fathers, too. They left their homes and their families, not their homes, that their, their, where they were living. I right. can't call it a home. Right. But where they were living, they left their, their families behind to be able to join the Union Army and to uh, fight for the freedom that we now have, but we're still fighting for. We're still in the fight, Tony. Right. But we want to pay a tribute to our fathers, our founding fathers of the, the colored troops. And um, so happy Father's Day. Happy right. Father's happy Day. Day. All right. And what, what's coming up for soccer? What else is coming up for soccer? Well, uh, next weekend, you know, um, the hashtag is all things Juneteenth. And not only that, we celebrate Black Music Month and we celebrate Black Music Month with Harlem Nights, Harlem Nights. Yeah, the six. six. Yes. So we create, Tony, the speakeasy in Harlem during the Harlem Renaissance. And there's art, there's music, there's food, there's it's um, everything that you can imagine. And the Red Room. We won't tell you what goes on in the Red Room. <laughs> but uh, it's a great time, a great time for everyone. Um, Jennifer's Cabaret will be featured. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we have live entertainment. We have some wonderful artists that will be participating. We have Stepman um, Roebuck. Stepman Roebuck is um, just received from the mayor um, his own day last week um, okay. because of his contribution to the Hub City Mice Choir that performed on at Juneteenth on yesterday. And um, he also uh, has his own group, Judge and the Jury. But uh, he's one of the musicians at my church, and he is truly, if you've heard uh, at the Amp, they had a segment where they call Souls of the City. Mm-hmm. You know, these are young people that are um, coming, doing things in Jackson, making a difference, and he's right in the middle of it. Uh, so he'll, he'll be featured okay. at Harlem Nights, along with um, Miss Angelita Williams. Um, uh, she is new to Jackson. She's a music teacher. She's passing through Jackson with her family and blessing us. She's a vocal coach, and uh, she's a Beautiful voice, mm-hmm. uh, Tammy Floyd Wade. Mm-hmm. And, of course, our choreographers from the Jackson Juneteenth pageant uh, have some cabaret dancers. Okay. Ms. Jennifer is, uh, is, <laughs> yes. is insisting that we it. have this uh, cabaret. Take us this, back to this, the speakeasy. Take yeah, us back yeah. to Harlem and the, the party that went on frequently. 
along with all of the reading and the poetry and the music. Yeah, the dancing, the Cotton Club, all of that. Yeah, We want yeah. to recreate that. Yeah, so we have... Um, you know, just come and enjoy, you know, tell your friends, your family, get a table. The tickets are $25. It's, it's affordable, and you'll have a ball. It's get your outfits together. And if you don't, I usually don't get the um, the flapper dress. I usually just wear a ball gown mm-hmm. um, because that's, I just like the elegance in it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's a great time. It's a great time and fun time for us to celebrate uh, black music. We have DJ Tricky Trice there. And so we'll be able to just and DJ, dance. And, and D, we'll actually, yes. we have two DJs. Yes. We have DJ Remix and DJ Tricky Trice. And they've got something special, too, yes. that they're going to do. Yes, in, in honor of Black Music Month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to miss it. It should come out. And then we also have coming up later this, uh, and we also have coming up later this year, uh, Labor Day weekend, we have got the African Street Festival, and we have some national talent that we are going to. Actually, he's international talent that we're going to announce later on. And we thank JJ977 for helping us to bring that uh, event again to uh, fruition. And we just really want to take a moment to thank Tony, the station, and all of you all who take those moments to support our community and Saka. We just really appreciate all that JJ977 does for the community. Thank you for always being willing to, 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 yeah. to support us. And we, and we have one more event, if I could mention. Um, okay. We are doing a tribute to Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron um, lived here in Jackson, and his book is called The Last Holiday. And the reason why it's called that is because he rallied with Stevie Wonder to pass Martin Luther King Day as a national holiday. And so uh, Gil Scott Heron was one of the people that helped uh, integrate the schools here, along with him, Matlin Walker, and Billy Glover. They actually were uh, attending junior high, Tiger Junior High, okay. and they were the actually the first ones to go there. And then, you know, we all know about Brenda K. Monroe Moses because her parents did the class action lawsuit right. against uh, the school system. But... Um, Scotty, as they are called, uh, he is, some people call him the godfather of map, rap, but he's actually um, an artist of poetry, um, and he puts his poet to, to music. And his best-known piece is The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, mm-hmm. of course. And um, so we're just delighted. We have a two-day event centered around him, um, Mr. James Cherry, um, came up with the idea of saluting uh, Scotty in his hometown because he does refer to Jackson as home. Mm-hmm. In his last song before he was um, before he passed, he uh, said, "New York is killing me. I gotta go home. Gotta go home to Jackson, Tennessee." Mm-hmm. So he considered Jackson home. His grandmother was here. His friends still live here, and we're able to uh, have a day of music at uh, the Amp along with. Um, a mural that one of the soccer artists, Miss Rose Newshouse, is doing a beautiful mural with him downtown. And uh, Mr. James Cherry is uh, in charge of the historical marker, okay. which so the Tennessee tourism and the city of Jackson uh, is all involved. And uh, we're just so proud to be able to um, recognize Gil Scott Heron here. Uh, so we'll have a Gil Scott Heron Day weekend, actually. All right. And we want you... We want JJ 97.7 to be right there. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you all so much for coming. We appreciate you all being here. Um, happy Juneteenth again, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers, father figures, stepfathers, godfathers, um, men who just stepped up and did what had to be done. We thank you all for um, being there. And, um, again, we thank our guests for being here. You all are always welcome to be on here. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, R&R Custom Wheels and Tires Express and Baskerville Funeral Home. You all have a wonderful and blessed day and a wonderful and blessed week. Uh, continue to do what's right. Make sure that you check out more about Saka online. We will have those links up on our Facebook pages. Um, so take care of one another, watch out for one another, love one another, and have a wonderful and blessed week. God bless.